0: Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stoppulos every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to Man Up. Man Up, also underwritten by McDonald Imaging Solutions. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, broadcasting today from the Mercy One Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com. Also, please like the show on Facebook, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I am Joe Stoppulos. Today, I am joined by Bo Bonner, and we'll discuss a little change from our normal Great Men of the Bible series, and we're going to go into the terrible men of the Bible series we'll get to it after the break let's start in prayer saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray and do thou O prince of the heavenly host by the power of god cast into hell satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen we are making our transition into the book of Judges. We're getting into the promised land. But before we do that, we need to really highlight the depraved people in the first five books of the Bible. So my guest today is Bo Bonner. He's been a guest probably his fourth time on the show thereabouts. Uh, and when I, when I asked him, Bo, who do you want to highlight? Which great man do you want to highlight? I guess I don't want to highlight any great men. I'd really like to spend time talking about all the terrible people in the Bible and what we can learn from them. So we're going to head to a short break, and when we return, Bo Bonner will be with us, so stick around, and we'll be right back. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. I want to thank McDonald Imaging Solutions. They are sponsors of Man Up. If you were at the state fair this year, they were the ones who provided the new tents and the Pope on a Stick fans that we used. McDonald Imaging Solutions is a family business with thousands of promotional items to choose from. They do things from labeling to marketing, printing, and provide all kinds of promotional products. Marty will personally help any business, big or small, to build their brand with corporate apparel and promo items. McDonald Imaging Solutions. Building brands, attracting new customers online at McDonald Imaging Solutions.com.
1: Vitae Family Care is part of the Iowa Catholic Radio family. Pro life physician Greg McKernan, a DO, has practiced for 27 years, seeing patients of all ages with just about every kind of need. Dr. McKernan lives his faith as a physician and is trained in NAPRO technology, allowing him to diagnose and treat many female conditions and even markedly reduce the occurrence of a miscarriage. ViteFamilyCare.com. Remember, Vite
0: is Latin for life. My help comes you. You're right You carry Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulos. Today I am joined again by Bo Bonner. He is the Director of Mission and Ministry at Mercy College of Health Sciences. He's also Director of the Zeta Institute Here in Des Moines, Bo, welcome back to the show.
1: It's good to be here. Thank you for asking me to do this very important task for you. So,
0: yeah, when I asked you, similar to all of our guests, so if you guys have thought of all the well, the distinguished guests and the great conversations we've had over the last few months over the great men of the Bible, I sent it to Bo and said, Bo, who would you like to cover? And he goes, I would like to cover... I'll let you use your words. Basically, the terrible men of the Bible. Give right. me a catch-all, and I'll just talk about all the depraved
1: The dum-dums of the Bible. So
0: he wants us to take a, uh, a macabre look at the at the terrible, horrible people in the Bible, and then we're going to learn from them right. some, some good takeaways that we as men can avoid, hopefully. Another
1: way you can put it is the good, bad examples of the Bible. Yes.
0: So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to give you—so we are basically at this point up to, to Judges. We're up to you know Joshua Judges area. You can talk about any of the terrible people from Genesis to basically the first five books of the Bible. Go nuts.
1: Right. Well, the easy. There's a lot of them to choose from. Yeah. And the first one is uh, related to all of us, Adam. So, Adam, of course, plays a central role and is redeemed in the end, right? Like, not all of the dum-dums of the Bible meet a macabre end. Are we
0: going with dum-dum of the Bible?
1: You know, it's probably the safest, right? Stick with it. Um, But what I will say about Adam. Is He has a very good lesson for all you dudes out there, which it's a fundamental lesson, which is stop blaming women for things. As we know, Adam, uh, he gets to do cool stuff, gets to name all the animals. I didn't get to name anything. Uh, He gets to roam around, eat what he wants. When he's sort of lonely, not even that lonely, he's got all the animals to hang out with. God gives him a wife. and In all of this, right? Adam, all he has to do is just, you know, be honest with God, let him know what's up. But when uh, Eve eats the the fruit and then it's not like he put up, let's be honest. Did he put up much of a tremendous fight? No, not at all. He's like, all right, honey. And but then when it came time to cash the check, uh, the dude totally acts like he's not at fault and completely throws that on his wife, Eve. And guys, your wife's not your mom. Okay. If she gives you food that you shouldn't eat, I know this is someone who's, uh, you know, really needs to stop eating certain foods. Just because my wife says, hey, eat this like, you know, mancotti or lasagna and the cholesterol will kill me. It's not. I, I could say no. And so here we go at the very beginning of time. What have dudes been doing? Blaming women, and they got to stop. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good first lesson is to stop blaming
0: women. Personal responsibility. If we're going go to go the positive side of this thing, perhaps you can do that if you want. Yes, I'll, I'll take the positive view of this and say that perhaps personal responsibility uh, would be would be good. Uh, if we're going to look at the virtues, uh, temperance, uh, fortitude—you know, the ability to not. Give in to temptation. These are things that we could work on as men.
1: Or, like, just, you know, uh, small inquiries into, like, what you're eating. You know, all you got to do is. You're for sticking it. with the eating thing. I was yeah. kind of going bigger and grander. No, you're, no, no, that's not really good. But there's the just food. very practical things, too. Like, guys, yeah. just turn around. They got labels on it now. Yeah, there's a lot I of mean, things you can do. Maybe ask, honey, where did you get this? But so no, that's too much for me. So
0: it. if you're married to a. Like an Italian woman, this might be tougher. The, yes, make and my wife is part Italian.
1: So and it's kind of funny. We've this got, is very personal for me. We've
0: got a family Greek cookbook. <laughs> right. Do you know what clarified butter is? Yes. And do you know how much clarified butter goes into every single Greek dish? That's, it's actually mind blowing. So now I know why genetically uh, the Greeks are a heavier uh, breed of folk. F- fat is okay for me. Yeah, I mean, it's they're, carbs. It just, well, you're putting the clarified butter into A vats, vats of carbs. Okay. So All right, that's there's fair. very little redeeming <laughs> quality. I was amazed when I saw the cookbook. I'm like, well, now I know why everything tastes so good. That's right. All right, I got it. <laughs> All right, anything else to mention on Adam and what we can learn from his... Lack of example.
1: No, I think that the the idea of uh, not having very much personal responsibility goes into the next sort of chief but the sin. The other thing is it was an apple, though. So like now you're it's you're not an apple. A... We don't know that. Well, actually, if it's... you look at the the scripture, it does not say apple. Okay, that's kind of you know. Because
0: it was a honey crisp, it might be worth it. Anyway, really? are we gonna get in an apple okay, fight? Okay, sorry, I didn't it's know what Fuji, you did. <laughs> Actually, but
1: at any rate, um, so yeah, uh, one chief cardinal sin of all humans exhibited by Adam is blame women for everything, and then we move on to Cain whose chief sin is blame your bros for everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only do we get into the sort of jealousy, right? And, um, you know, God lays it out there. He's all moping around. I mean, moping is one thing too, right? Uh, So Cain and Abel, they bring their sacrifices. Uh, God approves of Abel's and not Cain. And then Cain's like, you know, walking around. God didn't like mine. And God even comes up to him and goes like, hey man, next time, maybe it's going to work out. Just stay positive. And what... Somehow, Cain, in his Rube Goldberg brain, that comes out as, I should murder my brother. Yeah,
0: it's that's about, that's, right. I see the connection.
1: So, um, part of this is uh, maybe make better calculations about what God might have in mind, because I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> brother murder. But even all of that, right, you know what, sometimes it happens, you murder your brother. Here's the big deal. Well, you're, you're going there. Okay, now we're going to keep going. Yeah, all right, so okay. the big deal, right, is God goes, where is your brother? And Cain has the lamest response on earth, which is, am I my brother's keeper, Which, uh, like, what... I mean, in one way, if we were talking about... If this show was, like, telling people how to be evil, what an exquisite bit of prose to try to get out of everything. You've literally killed a guy. He's your brother. And someone goes, where's your brother at? And you go, like, he's not my responsibility. Yeah,
0: I didn't know I was supposed to be doing that. Now,
1: dudes do this in all sorts of ways. We don't need to get into all of them, right? We have more people to cover but if you look in your life that when people ask you to be responsible they go hey, hey where's this hey that and your constant refrain is essentially my not my problem Yeah. yeah. Uh, then yeah you're 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 horrible and we should give you the mark of Cain and make you run around in the wilderness I
0: think the mark of Cain is is underutilized the, scar- right. the scarlet letter needs to happen more often in today's society I feel like we well that means have people that. should
1: that, that they have to be more literate if they're going <laughs> to get that so. but yes I agree yeah. so
0: personal responsibility I think is a good thing we can take uh, Owning up to whatever's going on in your life. Something we can learn from Cain that he didn't do that we probably should do. Also, give the first fruits. Don't give the church your leftovers. That's That's a positive example from Abel now. Give the the church the first fruits. And we see that example throughout the Bible. Uh, Don't give God the leftovers. Put God first. These are all examples. These are all things we learned from that
1: little story. Maybe don't like escalate things so much either. Like you're mad at your brother. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe start with punching or like a game yeah. of uh, you know horse or so something. It, if, if there's someone at work who bugs you, right? Don't murder is them. not The, yes, the first that is not the answer. And I think f- if we establish
0: this with your show, these are the first we've yeah, done our. That's job. That's why we're doing great work here at the Man Up Show. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous amounts of work that we're doing yes. uh, at the Man Up Show here on <laughs> Iowa Catholic
1: Radio. Right. Anything else on Cain
0: that is important for us to know about?
1: No, just, yeah, stop complaining. You, yeah, Anyway.
0: Okay, very good. The next one we want to talk about is Nimrod, which... Great name, by the way. Tremendous name. If you're looking for names of children, right. when you're coming to this episode, you got maybe a new a boy you're expecting. <laughs> you're hearing a lot of great
1: names today. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the <laughs> things about Nimrod, a total aside, we associate Nimrod. In fact, I almost wanted to say you should name this sec- uh, section... The Nimrods of the Bible. Um, it's funny because we usually think of Nimrod as like a, a dummy. It's It seems like, I haven't proven this, but it seems like we get the idea that Nimrod means dumb, not from the Bible. Because in the Bible, he's a great hunter who found cities. And then in legend, right, he founds the Tower of Babel. But we say he's an idiot. That seems to come from Bugs Bunny, actually. I
0: I, I researched this ahead of the show, and I I read the same thing.
1: Right. So, like, Bugs Bunny's making fun of Elmer Fudd, Mm -hmm. and he says, what a nimrod. And, like, to show you that the world used to be much more full of biblical literacy, (laughs) everybody would go, like, oh, Elmer Fudd's not a great hunter. Bugs Bunny's being sarcastic. But what that transmorgified into is Elmer Fudd is dumb. Mm -hmm. So now we call people nimrods, but what you're accusing them of is like their hunting prowess. I
0: I love the fact that you just talked about the biblical literacy of a populace
1: through bugs through the eyes of bugs. hunting them understand. It's hey, true. Th- you know what? It's the other true. thing that's absolutely true is that people used to do things like know the names of the classical music yeah. that Looney Tunes used. And yes, now we're like uh, the one that sounds like a bee.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the
1: one that's. <laughs> I think that's the flight of the The flight, of the yeah. Yeah. Or, or, well, flight of the yeah. Bumblebee well, that is one, one too. Of too. There you so, go. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Nimrod. What do we want to talk about Nimrod? So Nimrod is the really Catholic one in here because Nimrod in the Bible only has a few things said about him. He comes up, he, he pops up in a few places. On one hand, he's, like I said, he's pointed out as a great hunter before God and that uh, he was able to build cities, right? And so uh, he's acclaimed he, he uh, to have been the principal builders of the cities of Shinar, which Babel is one of them. So that's where the, okay. the dots get connected. Um, but... As legend grew, and you get in the Tower of Babel, right, that all of a sudden there's this grand we, the people, they all spoke one uh, language, they go, uh, they're, they're fr- they go east, uh, they used to go the west, they arrive in the land of Shinar, and we're like, let's build this really great city, and what really great city turns into is, let's build a city to heaven, and obviously right, usurp uh, you know, the, the dignity of God. Mm. And so what can we learn is from uh, Nimrod is, stay in your lane. Look, you're a great hunter. And sure, some people wanted to make sure to found some cities with you because, you know, like, I don't know, if a guy came in here and, like, five bucks in the back of his truck and he's like, want to found a city? I'd be like, well, maybe, right? This guy seems like he's doing pretty well for himself. He's doing pretty well for himself. But I don't think necessarily he's the guy you want to ask city plans for, certainly not to build the first high-rise building uh, that humanity ever came up with, right? So part of it is stay in your lane. If you're a great hunter, stop acting like you're a city planner, too. And then also... You know, do we have a lot of people in this show who that's a problem for? Well, They're tremendous I mean, hunters. They all have their thing. <laughs> all of you have what you're great at, <laughs> but don't mistake that like you're going to be great in everything yeah, else, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so Joe's great in radio. Uh, adequate. Ad- uh, great. He's, he's great adequate in radio, man. but, you know, maybe don't go. Uh, try out for any of these marathons or something Kay. like this. Yeah. I wasn't,
0: luckily, I wasn't planning on that. I just wanted to action. help you. Okay, there. I appreciate that. But Thank then, of you.
1: course, the other ones is, you know, set your sights reasonably. Uh, it's one thing to want to build a really awesome city, um, but, like, maybe do some first steps, you know, like, build the city, make it not be destroyed by God for a few years, then reconsider the whole make it go to I, heaven. I
0: think there's also a priority thing, <laughs> that maybe putting God in, in the center of your city would be a good thing, which is interesting with this, anyway. On the Notre Dame Cathedral thing—that's right. The center of the city. We'll be very curious to see what. Oh boy, what happens with that? They might try to build a. City they might the try heaven. to build That's a Tower right. of Babel out of the top of it. That's we'll right, see. and
1: we'll get to call Macron
0: Nimrod. <laughs> Next up, uh, you had mentioned doing the crowd.
1: Yes, the crowd. So, guys, just a little bit of advice: if you ever notice yourself being described as part of the crowd or the people, it's usually never good—not good. Not good. Especially in the Bible, if the people or the crowd start showing up, it's always like, God, we you give us mammon, but we want quail, or uh, Moses has been gone for like what essentially is only four weeks, let's go and get Aaron to build a calf, or, uh, I mean, everything rebellion-wise or, or, or is cr- like... crucify him. Crucify, crucify him is very, you know, I didn't want to skip ahead some, too much. Uh, right. other,
0: we, yeah. pe- our listeners don't know what's happening. That's gonna, right. They that's don't right. know what's coming. Yeah, have <laughs> not heard the Bible at all, <laughs>
1: so I wanted to try, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you end up finding yourself in the crowd, uh, especially in the Old Testament, but any, I, I think in anywhere where you stop being in any way an agent of what's going on, it's usually a bad move. Yeah. It's leave, usually a bad leave move. Leave the crowd. You don't need to be an individual, you just need to be a part of an organization where they think you being named is important. Mm-hmm. But if you're just sort of the faceless crowd, it hardly works out.
0: Very, very poorly in the Old Testament. So Aaron comes down,
1: <coughs> well, Moses is up. That's right. He's off uh, talking with the Lord. That's right. And literally, it's I think it's 40 days. So that's like, wh- whenever this, you know, like, just think about 40 days earlier from when this aired. Like... That's not really a long well, time. Well, and there's,
0: there's a certain amount of walking that has to happen on his way there. Oh,
1: okay. So we're getting we're getting at uh, like five weeks. I'm
0: saying not, no, I'm saying not that long. That's, sorry, not that that's long. right. not uh, And Aaron comes and the, the crowd.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: gives enough peer pressure to Aaron. Mm-hmm. That, and he acquiesces and they build the golden calf.
1: And that's, you know, another, you know, I don't want to call Aaron a complete dum dumb because obviously he does great things and he's favored by God. But he certainly has a dum dumb moment when he listens to the crowd mm-hmm. and decides that this is what he has to do. Um, the crowd is really great about doing some really horrible things like peer pressuring people. Yep. <clears throat> um, the crowd is also really great at blowing things out of proportion. I'm imagining it went something like this, like, hey guys, do you remember when we saw Moses last... No, man, I don't know. uh It couldn't be that long. And then someone in the crowd's like, "He's left. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone." And then, <laughs> and then they all go, "Uh, no." And they start counting. And of course, they're bad at math. This always happens, right? And then, like, what really forty days? Someone's like, "He's been gone a year." And then it just snowballs, right? Like, the the crowd's logic is a bad at math, b uh, full of fear, and c man, just uh, diminishes everybody's rationality in a sort of uniform way. So
0: is there some takeaway for us then as a, if I'm in a crowd, is it always good at some point to take an inventory and make sure that what's going on is actually, just because confirmation bias and everyone's thinking the exact same thing, it might be good every once in a while to take a temperature, take a step back, assess the situation, make sure it's of God. And then proceed if the crowd is actually going the correct direction. So
1: I think that, like, what I'll say is there's like an. I'm trying to baptize this on- episode, Bob. Yeah, it's an ontological best. difference, like, to, to be, like, a, use a non radio word. Um, it's not like if you are in a group of people. Group of people do great things. Uh, Holy Week, not that long ago, right? And as a group of people, we were the body of Christ worshiping the, the risen Lord. So mm-hmm. it's not like some sort of number, right? If it's like more than four people, you're going to be idiots. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you can be described as the crowd, because notice that the crowd is never like the people of God or the East Street Band or the uh, Oakland Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders or whatever they are now. No, if you can be named like that, not that you can't do evil, but if we can name you, if you can name yourself individually, if the group you're in can be named, there's accountability to this thing. But if you're the crowd, the crowd is no one and everyone. And so... All the things that we want. So, if you find yourself in the crowd, you've already made quite a few steps. I feel like there's a long. good.
0: I feel like there's a, a good segue there to like the anonymity. The what's the word I'm looking? Anonymity. For? An- anonymity of tr- of Twitter of the crowd of right. of social media of how you can to jump into this faceless crowd of crazy people. That's right. Anyway, that's a, that's another episode. No, I, of the, but I, I think I, that, I that that's a good
1: way to yeah. think about it. Right? Is if people can go like, oh, well, Bo and Joe said this on Twitter, or even like. Oh, this group yeah. of friends were saying this, but when it just becomes, uh, you know, hundred and fifty people lambasting someone, it, none it, of them have a name, none, none of them have a yes. face. It's just it's the crowd, It's the crowd. And you are you are the people asking Aaron to make a, a, a calf. All right,
0: I got, I'm so,
1: excited about this next one. Yes, do you have more on this, or are we No, on no, no. We one? can move on.
0: Okay, I don't even know who these people are, but I'm excited about it. This so, is, so we're going to Numbers 16, for that's those right. of you who So we have been in basically Genesis, 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 Exodus, and now we're in
1: Numbers. So this starts to be one of the more interesting um, ideas here because there's a lot to glean from these people. People, to, and, and then also the punishment is, I'm just going to be really frank, really cool. So Korah, who then also has uh, uh, groups with him of uh, Dathan and Abiram, which weirdly I think are close to Nathan and Abraham, and I think that's supposed to be on purpose, but that's just me throwing that out there. So this is during the desert wanderings. This is, all, yeah. It's Moses, Aaron, we're wandering in the deserts with
0: the Israelites. We have not reached the promised land. That's correct. And
1: in comes the, these people, Korah. That's right. So no, uh, number 16 is all about Korah's rebellion. That's how it's almost always talked about. So Korah, son of Izhar, Ish- uh, uh, son of Kohath. So he's part of the Levites. So the Levites already are a group of people set apart, but not quite the priests, right? The priests do the actual sacrifices. Mm -hmm. The Levites have been uh, the sort of replacement of the firstborn sons. But Korah comes to uh, Moses and then straight out accuses him. He goes, you have gone too far. Everyone in the entire congregation is holy and the Lord is in their midst. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? So when people start bagging on leadership or like talking about radical uh egalitarianism and i don't even we don't even get the politics of this this idea about like well everybody's the same um it starts to be really interesting to see what's going on here because cora is on one hand acting like you guys shouldn't be leaders but then on the other hand he's actually abandoning the very specific job he's been given right if everybody's quote unquote equal then if you've been given a specific job and the levites have well now you can like throw your hands up and act like you're not responsible for it so people want the power or at least the prestige but not the responsibility mm-hmm. so cora already is pulling off the sort of move that undermines any company any family mm-hmm. any church is when people go sounds f-
0: familiar for lots of churches that's right
1: so like You guys shouldn't be in charge. And oh, by the way, the thing that I do, well, everybody does that, so I shouldn't be held accountable. Mm -hmm. And so Moses is like, all right, well, we're gonna have, which I love about the Old Testament, we're basically gonna have a, a God off and we're gonna do something and whoever God chooses then it'll be obvious. In this case, he's like, we're going to put golden censers in the fire and whoever God uh, rules in favor of, they'll be obviously the leaders and the other people will be swallowed by the earth, which is a very (laughs) definitive move. (laughs) Um, But I I think it was a close... Anyway, yeah, (laughs) so... But then the next part is th- this goes into a sub thing about like wh- a thing that dudes do all the time. So Moses and we've summons- got about one minute, so yeah. I can't wait to see you go. So there Moses go. summons Dathan and Ab- Abr- Abram, and they say- he says, hey, you do this. And they're like, well, we won't come. And they invert what God says. He goes, is it not enough that you brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? Notice the land of the milk and honey is supposed to be the promised land, but they just said Egypt is the land of milk and honey. So notice that when people are trying to usurp what God has willed for them, they literally can look at slavery like the place of freedom, and they can invert everything simply because they want to do this double move of shirking responsibility, but having uh, you know the limelight yeah. as well.
0: So, what happens? I need oh, to yeah. know.
1: Yeah, yeah. They all get swallowed. They all get swallowed yeah, up. Yeah, good, they, they good. very much get swallowed up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your favorite way of someone dying in the Old Testament? Oh, I don't know. That's you know, there's there's lots of them. So I know I don't. That's a different that's show. That's a totally different. R- we'll, but we'll I will say, a- swallowing up. That's you can't really leave doubts on that one. There's not really a way to interpret that one. There's out. no second-place well, you know, no second there ribbon an, for that there guy. There's an earthquake. So.
0: All right, Bo. On this first of hopefully two episodes of Terrible Men of the Bible, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your insight on the depravity of man. That's right. You know, you've got to have an expert on some of these things. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. We're going to head to a short break. Stick around, and we'll be right back.
1: I'm Jean Wells, Executive Director of the Catholic Tuition Organization with great news for families who want to send their kids to Catholic school. Today, more families than ever will qualify for tuition assistance from CTO. Even a family of four with household income less than $103,000 now qualifies. Have questions? 515-237-5010. What's our bottom line at CTO? It's for the kids and their future. At Golden Rule, you already know we obey the rules to live by. We know that there are no medals for providing outstanding customer service. It's just what you do when your customers are like family. That's why we provide state-of-the-art training for all of our employees. From customer service to routine maintenance and new equipment, you can always count on Golden Rule. And by taking care of our family, we can take better care of yours. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it. Online at GoldenRulePHC.com.
0: Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. My thanks again to Bo Bonner uh, for, again, probably the fourth, fifth time he's been on the show. Always, as the host, an interesting experience to have Bo on the show because I never know where it's going to go. But I think it, it, I like his, I appreciate his look at the Bible and the fact that through the eyes of these great or these terrible people, there's a lot of lessons to be learned as well. Obviously, this series highlighting the the great men, the great figures of the Bible, but there are lessons to be learned from the people who are not great, the people who are terrible, and we how we can avoid the bad example that they have set for us. As I mentioned at the end of the Moses episode, uh, as we continue the series uh, and move the, the the story and salvation Uh, history forward, the next stop will be at the book of Joshua and the book of Judges. So we are going to discuss uh, the entrance into the promised land and then this cycle of sinning, and then redemption that happens throughout the book of Judges. So the next time we get back onto the great men of the Bible, that's where we will be. Thank you again for joining us today on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to Man Up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio.
1: Brought to you by Construction Professionals. Man Up, also underwritten by McDonald Imaging Solutions.